Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. I'm Shauna Kathleen, and I'm your host. If you're committed to creating your life and building the vision, come with me. What's going on, Earth? All my listeners all around Earth, which is so cool. I am getting on here inspired in the last 30 seconds to what I want to talk to you guys about in this this episode. I'm currently in my office. It's a very hazy, gray, slow-moving day outside, and I am going back through some of my trainings, specifically right now the Kicksalesic training, and I'm taking notes so I can share it with my public community. It's a free training. If you don't know, I talked about kicking sales ick and my way to do somatic sales in integrity to save you time and make more money. So that's just at the link in my bio. I'm going through the training and I'm taking pieces and I'm creating content and I'm getting images and graphics in my head and I'm having fun with it. And I get to this space where I start talking about leading the the sales conversation. And I just want to talk out the image that I have in my head with you guys because I think that you'll find it really, really valuable if you've ever been on a sales call or been in a sales conversation that either felt really icky and pushy or actually felt really, really good and you were surprised that it felt so easily maneuvered. Something that's an actual sales strategy is called assuming the sale. And I've used this, I used this in door-to-door, and I used it at the very, very baby beginning of Goldmind, and then quickly stopped because I somatically could feel that it was not an integrity for me. And I found this beautiful middle place to utilize it for um, for myself and for the, the expansion of the person on the other side of the conversation. I want to share that with you because it's awesome. And it's, it's linked to actualization and manifestation and all of these things that talk about expectation without attachment, I like to say. So if you've ever been in a sales conversation on a sales call, maybe you learn to do sales conversations that maybe learn to have sales conversations this way or maybe you have hired mentors or didn't hire mentors because of pressure or feeling pressured and ick in the conversation well there's a lot of factors that 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 can be there's a lot of factors that can be the reason why this I think is going to be the biggest and if you currently own a business or doing sales in any capacity, I think this is really going to support you to get the benefits of the strategy while still using it as an opportunity to calibrate to pure abundance and releasing expectation of whatever happens, which in turn is going to support the community or the person on the other side of the conversation to feel safe and to be able to be expressed whether or not something actually feels exciting for them or not. So that was a four-minute foreplay. 
Assuming the sale can be verbal or energetic. One time I was on a call with a woman who I was inquiring about working with. So I was the one who was going to be investing if that was the decision that we came to. And it was a pretty large investment for me at the time, like $3,000 for six weeks, I think. And I was... I didn't, I was scared. I was nervous. She wasn't, it was like a really super 30 minute sales call, which to me is not enough time for the amount of connection that I had with this woman. And I was explaining things to her and I was explaining how I didn't have the money or that was like going to leave me with not a lot of money. I don't remember exactly what my financial, my financial reality was at the time, but I do know that I was in LA meeting my my old very first mentor Alexi Panos and I was sitting in my little uh hotel on the floor talking to this woman about investing in her program and I said something about about my money fear and this is what it looked like for her to assume the sale and this is a, a legitimate strategy which I even knew about and yet I still allowed it to pressure me into buying She said, just like she had practiced it a thousand times before, said, yeah, well, you know, I opened up and maxed out a credit card for my first mentor and look, here I am now making $10,000 a month. Or she said, she said something like that about a story where she invested everything that she had to get to where she is now. And she didn't even pause. She didn't do anything. And she ended with... So do you want to do a deposit or pay in full? Like gross, fucking gross. I'm scared sitting on the floor in a hallway in a different state and you don't even allow me to respond to your story and then ask me for my credit card number. And you know what I did? I gave it to her. And that, that's one way to assume the sale. And you'll notice she assumed the sale. She overcame my objection. You know, I really don't have a lot of money right now. This is sort of everything I made in the last three months, whatever, whatever. She overcame that objection and then instantly went to close. It's, that's, it's, not a, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a fancy sales thing. That's just something that people do. And it worked. And I felt really grody. And I promise not to do that to any of of my people. And I know this woman and I became, um, I don't know if you would say I became friends with her, but I became closer with her. Uh, And I have a good feeling that she was just in a, a, a stage. And, and, you know, we all learn the way that we learn. And so I don't want to bash her. That's why I'm not mentioning any names. It was a really long time ago. And, you know, I've done it myself. <laughs> so um, to each his own journey. Now, that is the verbal way to assume the sale. She verbally overcame my objection and verbally went to close the deal by asking me for information such as my credit card number or how I wanted to pay or to set a date or anything like that. We can use this in a sales conversation to lead the conversation forward to a preferred place. But I want to talk about the the energetic assuming the sale. Because there's also two sides to this. 
I use, I do verbally assume the sale. I will do that in my calls. Not for all of the things that all of the, that not for all of the sales strategies that there are, but I will speak to you as if we were working together. I will say, so when we start, we will. Not if we start. I'm going to say things like that. Now, my energy is going to look a lot different than this woman's and a lot different than the energy you might have been taught to have or might have seen. So the energetics of assuming the sale, there's, there's, there's a lot of sides, but there's two that I want to highlight. The first is what Gabby Bernstein calls like manic manifesting. I, It's just like being so hung on and clung to the outcome that it doesn't actually work in your favor. Or if it does work in your favor, it feels off and forced. That's energy. And so a certain way that we can learn to assume the sale, just like we learn to assume that we're um, and take action from the place of having consistent income in our business or take action from the place of being in a in a committed nourishing relationship or take action from these places of the things that we desire it's no different it's just a manifestation actualization technique the energies behind it is the key I forgot what i was saying before this oh so there's a way that i assume the sale in my own sales conversations is by leading the conversation with yes questions. And so this will, I'll, I'll say something after we have a breakthrough or an explanation or after we get really clear on something or after I explain what mentorship is going to be like together. And I'll say, how does that sound good? Or does that sound good? Or does that feel good? Questions like that. So it's not so direct. It's not so skeevy. And it is assuming that it feels good and moving the conversation forward. Now there's two energies behind this. And this is what I think you might have felt in other sales conversations. And I want to really differentiate the difference between the two types of energies behind this question. So we're going to take the same question as an example. We're going to pretend that you are speaking to me um, in acquiring to work. And you and I are on a sales call. You think you want to work with me. We have gone through the whole sales conversation flow practically, and we are headed into um, the end. We're headed into the end where I have now, you said that you wanted to hear more about what I offer. I have told you more about what I offer. I have told you the cost. And then I'm going to say, Does that sound good? And there's two ways to say this. The first way is saying it with so much grip and hold and expectation and forcing for me to answer your question. Yes, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Like a forcing. And then there's the option to ask like you're asking a damn human an actual question and be open to the response to be a no. So in my assuming the sale, 
My energy is open to that not sounding good to you. My energy is open to you answering me differently. And that is where the power lies. So instead of, are you ready? Or how's that sound? Good? It's legitimately like, hey, this is the deal. How does that sound? Good? Or a variation of the question. Sometimes I just even ask, how does that sound? But more than likely, I'm going to add a, a good or exciting onto that question. And it's my, my being of energy in the openness to receive whatever answer comes out after that question is asked that allows the person on the other side of the conversation to feel safe to actually answer, which more than likely means they're going to feel safe to tell me if they actually have another real objection or if they actually are excited. Because even if I'm fucking excited to work with somebody and I get on a call with them and they feel pushy as shit, it's kind of going to not excite me to work with them anymore. I'm going to feel weird about it. And so you get to decipher your energy in any of these sales strategies. That's why it's somatic. Because you know if you are gripped to the outcome. And one of the reasons that assuming the sale works, one of the reasons that guiding with yes questions works, is because it, uh, there's a few. But it allows people the safety to answer yes or no. And open-ended, it's, it's sort of a half of an open-ended question and a multiple choice question <laughs> because people answer questions differently. And so I could just ask a question like, how do you feel or how does that feel? Versus, does that feel good? Or does that feel exciting? I could say, how does that feel? That's a very open question, and a lot of people can struggle answering that type of a question. And so if I say, how does that feel good? Or does that feel good? Anything like this? That gives them an opportunity to answer the multiple choice question, which sometimes is easier for people to answer. That's a human design thing as well. And so all it don't, I don't I don't give a shit what question I'm asking it's all in my energy behind it. And I am not going to guide. Listen, hear me. Hear me. I am not going to guide people with yes questions if they do not feel like a client in my soul and I do not feel like I can support them in what they are, are wanting to create. That's the integrity piece. And I get to lead the people that I feel that are soul clients. I get to lead them to the yes because that's an integrity for me to do. And people want us to lead them where they want to go. I hope this is making sense and, and landing for you guys because I know a lot of us has had some some pretty nasty some pretty nasty just sales experiences. So there's words said and there's energy behind the words said and there's ways to utilize both of those 
to support both people in the sales conversation, which is what I come back to all the time. And that's what somatic sales is about. It is about us all. My expansion is your expansion. My contraction is your contraction and my fear is your fear. As sitting here as the leader anyways. So it is my radical responsibility to get my energy on lock and notice and become aware of every single time my energy, awareness, thoughts, or body moves to a state of survival or fear and to practice the tools I know and have mastered to bring me back to a state of abundance when real life money is on the mind. That is why I feel like somatic sales that is why I feel like the, the sales conversation is the number one place to master calibrating to a state of abundance because it's real and it's now and it's here and it's important in all areas. It's like it's like a like a marathon, <laughs> like preparing for a marathon or something. It's so amazing, and it really helps us feel like. We can just allow ourselves to be on the journey because within every sales conversation, some fuck thought comes up or weird feeling comes up. And the more we can have those conversations and practice, the better we become. And so then we become excited to have the conversations versus moving through salt with a hundred slits trying to get on sales conversations because we want to make money to support us in our business. It gets to be exciting. It gets to be fun. It gets to be expansive. It gets to be a playground of learning how to calibrate to wealth, abundance, freedom, whatever the thing is for you. And this is one of those strategies, assuming the sale is one of those strategies that I have taken from ego-centered and flipped it to be a heart-centered strategy. And all the time I get people when we are in sales conversations tell me how they feel about it and tell me how pressure they didn't feel and tell me how at ease they were. And I'm using all of these strategies from my, fuck, from my heart. It's so different and it's such an opportunity to integrate these masculine and feminine properties to create massive change. So that's all I have for today. I had a, a, quite a week last week. I held an online lucid body workshop and an in-person lucid body workshop at Namaste and Medina, and they were both fantastic. Um, some really cool feedback from the women and some breakthroughs for the women that I'm excited to share with you a little bit. Um, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do them again. I actually scheduled the a different online one for March 20th. There is no link as it stands. Actually, by the time this goes up tomorrow, they, there will be a link in my bio. I'll put it in the show notes if you want to register. It's going to be $20 for the online Lucid Body Workshop, March 20th. Limited spots. And I'm giving an extra two weeks for this to happen. And so... Uh, it's not so last minute. So get in there if you want it. And, and those were great. And then I actually was interviewed for a podcast called um, Human Becoming. And that was with my girl, Anna. And we talked about semantic sales. And that was one of the best conversations I've had. She understands shadow integration to a point to where I think she really understands the the sales process and has come to a lot of her own conclusions that she couldn't explain 
couldn't quite explain until we chatted. That's going to be out next week. Um, I put her in my stories yesterday. If you want to go look, I'm sure she'll be in my stories again. And then something else happened last week. Oh, I did a few human design readings. And those just continue to amaze me. The more I do, the more it amazes me. And not surprisingly, I'm getting projectors, manifesting generators, and a few generators, <laughs> which is, is not surprising. So all of those things are available if you want a human design reading or anything else and want to work together. That link is going to be in the show notes. You can check all of the opportunities out there. And I will talk to you guys really soon.